Have you gone on an exchange program or an away rotation and you just had a bad day? Let me tell you what happened when shit hit the fan for me. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Confessions of a Dr. Holic with Dr. Slayman. So basically, in medical school, in my final year, I went on an away rotation. And what that basically means is that I went to America for an entire month to do some sort of exchange. I was in a liver transplant service. It was incredibly amazing and it changed my life for the better. However, that rotation wasn't as smooth as it may sound. Yes, I learned heaps. Yes, I feel like a changed person. Yes, I went to another hemisphere, but it was very different than what I expected. So it's day two of my rotation and I'm there. I'm super excited, super pumped. And to be honest, I was shitting myself. I'm sorry for the language guys, but like seriously, I was terrified because here I am and I'm basically stressed because I'm in my final year of medical school. I can't do an away rotation after this because of some malpractice insurance bullshit, which I know it's a relevant thing. It is important and I am for it. Except the thing is, when I graduate, I want to have opportunities and this just kills the chances for me. And especially in America, they just, they literally tell you like, There are some things called externships and observerships, but observerships aren't the same as an externship and especially for a surgical field. Why? Because you can't, you're like literally, you're not allowed to suture. You're not allowed to do so many things. And obviously I'm off on a tangent right now because this rant was extremely relevant for all of you to hear. So basically I was a COVID baby. And what that means was that during my medical school, and particularly in my third and fourth year, we were hit with the pandemic. And many people lost their lives. And honestly, it was an, a complete disaster and it was completely tragic for so many people. And I keep hearing of people, like literally till today, I go into clinic and so many patients talk about how COVID has affected their lives, how they didn't get treatments, how their cancer's progressing heaps faster because they couldn't get the scans in time or the hospital was overwhelmed with COVID patients or the doctors were sick and there weren't enough people to look after you and they had to cancel appointments. Overall, it was a shit show to say the least. But in the medical world, as a medical student, our placement was affected. Yes, we saw so many COVID patients. However, we didn't see other things. We weren't allowed to scrub into surgeries. We had to stay a meter away. We weren't allowed to have that fully all-inclusive experience. There were so many rules. So this is where I got to now. The away rotations in every place in the world were closed. So what does that mean for me? It literally affects me. It literally felt like the end of my world. And some of you listening out there are going to be like, oh my God, she literally is a workaholic and she has nothing better to do in life. But here's the thing, when you're graduating, one of the sources of my anxiety and every medical student's anxiety out there is what you're going to do next. So you sort of have an idea of what you like and what you don't like, or maybe you don't, but like in general, you're like, okay, so 
I'm gonna go to this place and this is where I'm gonna practice and this is where I'm gonna specialize. And like, essentially the road never ends. So for me, I was like, well, the Australian borders are closed. In New Zealand, I have to quarantine and it's closed. No one's gonna take me. And in America, everything was closed. I've sent, I'm not even joking, about 300 emails. And then out of the blue, one of the hospitals opens up. I find this out miraculously. I apply, I'm hoping for the best, anything can happen. And I got it. So this is day two of my rotation after this extremely long tangent. This is day two of my rotation. I am stoked, but I'm also terrified because they will notice that I am an imposter. I have, I have massive imposter syndrome here. I know I'm a good student. I know I work hard. I know I'm smart. I'm a med student for God's sake. I am smart. But here's the thing. I don't know if I'm the smartest person in the room. And that's the problem with medical school, right? You go in and everyone's smart. You're not the smartest person in the room. Everyone's the smartest person in the room. And I'm here trying to impress because I'm literally graduating next month. I literally have no other rotation lined up. So I need to maximize my chances. I literally need to get two or three letters of recommendation out of this month. I was going on a mission. So basically, they introduced Epic to us. I was doing I was doing research at Johns Hopkins. So I was like, okay, piece of cake. I've done some research. I know how to navigate this system. I've got a leg up and this is how. So I open up Epic and their Epic is still, it's like the same prescribing software, but it's so different. By the way, huge shout out to Epic. I absolutely love the program. May not be perfect, but to me, it was really good. Like, especially compared to what I'm using right now. Anyway, so this system is completely new and I'm trying to navigate it and trying to find out like patient details. And because I was on liver surgery, basically we get a transplant and you go and you basically have to transplant the liver. So although there is sort of a schedule, it's kind of a changing schedule. Sometimes the ward rounds don't happen on time. I mean, there is like a tentative time and it happens every single day, but sometimes it can be pushed back because a liver came in and they have to transplant this patient immediately. So I rock up on day two. I'm in, in there early because obviously like early bird catches the worm. I'm, I've got this positive attitude on. I'm dressed to the nines. Um, no, I'm not. I'm literally in scrubs when someone goes like, oh yeah, by the way, today's like outpatient clinic. So I'm like, okay, just give me a second. I'm just going to go and change. And basically for outpatient clinic, you're wearing normal clothes. You're wearing like t-shirt and like pants, like smart casual essentially. I don't know where this place is. So I go to the residence room and um, I'm following the residents around and I'm trying to explain to them like, okay, so like what am I supposed to expect? Like, yeah, I've been to outpatient clinic before. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like the normal outpatient clinic. Okay. I know what an outpatient clinic looks like. However, is it different here than other places in the world? And I know that sounds like a completely ridiculous question, but the thing is, things do run differently. So for instance, in America, and this will sound bizarre, but basically the doctor goes into different rooms and the patients sort of sit in there and then they leave and another patient will take its place. But like you as a doctor, you keep like jumping between rooms. In the UK and in Australia, that 
doesn't work that way. You're basically sitting in your room and like a nurse or you yourself, you go out and you call the next patient in. So you're kind of stagnant and you've got like basically your software and everything the way you want it to be. But over here, you've got like computers outside of the room where you can like look at scans and you can look at like info about the patient. And then you also have computers inside the room where you can show the patient their scans or like anything from the computer if you need to. So it's run a little bit differently, right? So I've got no idea where is the outpatient clinic. I'm following the resident. We're literally like running across a park and then they were like, oh yeah, there's a place we can go to from the inside. So basically there's like tunnels around, but like it's pretty much a labyrinth. I rock up and literally like it's confusing because there's like computers outside and I'm like, okay, so this is where you get the patient info. I literally tell them, I'm like, listen guys, I don't know how to use Epic. This is completely new for me. And they're like, don't worry, you're going to be fine. You're going to examine patients. And here's another thing. As a medical student, we didn't have that much autonomy. So like you would go, you'd see a patient and then like literally I would be spoon fed. So there's a resident there. There's an attending there. So basically like a, a consultant or a registrar and you run the entire thing by them. You don't have to make any decisions on your own. I don't have to worry about making a mistake in my examination or anything like, or the history, or if I missed a question, right? So I rock up over there and like the first thing I notice is that there's like a heap of consultants and there's like different colored flags. And I literally realized this, I'm not even joking, four weeks later, that each colored flag represents a different consultant. So consultant means attending, but like it represents a different doctor. And that's how you know which patient belongs to you. So I'm there, I'm with the resident and the resident goes like to me, oh yeah, by the way, like in about an hour or so, I'm going to leave you on your own, but don't worry, you've got this. You just get, you've just got like one more hour with this doctor and the clinic will go smoothly, don't you worry. So like basically in this hour, I've got this crash course on how to use Epic, how to clerk in a patient and how to write everything about them. And he knows all the short codes. I'm unfamiliar with all of that. I'm literally trying to get a sentence together to be like, oh, like patient presented with X, Y, and Z. They've come in for this and that. And I'm like, literally like, I wouldn't say I'm a slow learner, but honestly, like there was so much pressure there. So initially with the resident there, it was fine. He was like teaching me on the job. He was filling in the blanks. The attending comes out and he sees us and like stuff's done. So like we're moving along with the clinic. Now the resident has to go. So he's like, okay, like I've, I've written all the notes that I could on how to use the system. He's like, you should be fine. So I'm going in, I'm looking at a patient and then I go in with the attending just to, because that's how we used to run it, right? I need to check for confirmation. I'm discussing the case with him and then I'm trying to like complete the info and literally another patient's coming and he's like, oh, did you see the next patient? What's that patient about? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. And like initially it was like one or two patients, but then they're like rolling in, right? Because it's like about like 10 to 15 minutes consultation per patient. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is going so fast. I barely have enough time to write stuff about the patient. I don't want to forget the information that we got from the patient. Anyway, I can see the attending and he is getting angrier and angrier by the second. I have literally made his clinic so slow. I'm like freaking out internally. I'm telling myself to keep going. I've literally got a cheer 
going on in my head telling myself not to stop not to let go and I'll be fine I'm amazing like literally like I'm I keep telling myself you're good you're amazing you're doing your best just like motivating myself and then he makes this dreadful call oh actually he talks to me before this and he's like are you on your own today is there anyone else and he's like I know he doesn't mean it that way but like it was like kind of abrasive I think and it was so it, it sounded kind of rude if I'm being honest with you like honestly it sounded a little bit rude and I'm like no it's just me but like I'm trying my best here and I keep telling him I'm like listen like like this is my first time using the system and I'm trying my best I honestly I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard I don't know if that made him more angry or less angry but I think I was like trying to make him and myself feel better at the same time so he makes this dreadful phone call um and, it was all, and it, he, he was literally like, he was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you left me with someone who does not know how to use the system. The clinic's a disaster. I'm late. And the patients have been waiting for ages. And this is so slow. This is a disaster. And like, like, honestly, his anxiety was like through the roof. And my anxiety was through the roof times two. So the senior resident comes. And then everything miraculously works again. And I'm a little bit annoyed because I'm like, I wish someone showed me how to use this. I wouldn't look like a complete idiot. And um, the attending, he's like to the senior resident, oh my God, you saved my life. Like this is so, thank you for coming and stuff. And then he's like to me, I don't know. He said a joke. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. It was either a joke or a dig at me. And like, I'm there and I'm honestly, I'm about to cry. Like I hate crying in public. And especially when things go hard, I persevere. So for me to feel like that, I was like, oh my God, like this is not the right time. But I'm like, I am like, I literally went like, but I am trying. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it that way, but I was so upset. And then the attending leaves, uh, the clinic finally ended. It was something out of a nightmare. I've never had something go so royally bad. So the resident was like to me, oh, I'm like really sorry. I thought you could handle it. And that kind of like, he apologized. And to be honest, I'm glad he did because I should not have been left alone when I don't know the system and with no instructions because this is their expectation. So, I mean, it's called an away rotation. It's also known as an, an addition rotation. So they're trying to see like what a resident will look like coming in. So they had extremely high expectations and honestly, I failed. That was a, that was an L. That was an L for Hafsa. I went home, I felt extremely defeated and I still tried to keep my chin up. I was like, I will not be let down. I will not be disappointed. I called my best friend, I called my mom. I cried my eyes out, I complained about it. Couldn't tell anyone I was on the rotation with because uh, everyone would go around going on and on about how perfect everything was and I didn't think like that. And I was like, well, I kind of don't want to admit it. I mean, I'm, I'm telling all of you now in hindsight what a fail that was. It was a royal fail. Shit hit the pan, like literally. Shit was everywhere. And then fast forward four weeks later. Actually, the next week, I realized, so this is something from hell. This is an absolute nightmare, but I need to take control of this situation. How can I do it? I can pre-prepare. I might be slow, but if I pre-prepare, I, I think it's just prepare, right? Pre-prepare. I think the word's just prepare. So if I prepare the cases in advance, I will not deal with this problem again. 
And that's what I kept doing. I did that for three weeks in a row. Week number four, this attending wrote me a letter of recommendation. I could not believe my eyes, but he thought I was brilliant. So things do really work out in the end. <laughs>